When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Olay's Beef Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode 205. And you want to listen to this episode, as well as previous episodes and future episodes, feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice five-star rating and a review. And as always, remember to turn on the automatic downloads so that you do not miss an episode. So this time around, we are talking the big one, big game, el big match, as they like to say in Italy, coming up in a few days at the San Siro in Milan between now first place Inter and second place Juventus. So I've got a couple of uh, couple members of the crew here to help discuss it. We've got Chucks. Hello, Chucks. Hey, good evening. Yeah, I'm uh, live and direct and fresh from watching Aquaman 2. So, wow. you know, that's uh, the Lost Kingdom. Now let's hope we can get the Lost Scudetto back to Juventus. Ah, look at that. You set yourself up for a nice little, little one-liner. There you go. Yeah, except that nobody is uh, the king of Atlantis. So I, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't squeeze that one in, but pretty entertaining movie. I mean, you know, nothing, you know, Infinity War-like, but nothing can be infinity or yes indeed and we've got sergio romero hello sergio hey fellas happy to be here as always uh yeah i haven't i haven't really watched any superhero movies recently i i kind of lost track after the the final avengers i i don't really know what's going on anymore with that that whole world but 
I've heard good things about the Aquaman movies, which is shocking, but like everyone tends to think that they're better than they have any right to being. So might might check it out. Yes. So we, we'll turn maybe a future episode into Chuck's movie review. So <laughs> obviously, like I said, we were talking Juventus Inter, so I'll throw it right back to Sergio. Knowing what the table now looks like as we're as we're recording here after Inter beat Fiorentina, your thoughts on what is about to go down this weekend at San Siro? So the good news is that uh, because I did watch the Inter Fiorentina game that that just wrapped up, and and the good news is that Inter does not look like an absolute world beater to me right now. It it, it doesn't look like a team that's blowing teams out of the water uh, or that looks significantly superior to other teams in the second half Fiorentina pretty much had control of, of that game and by design as we know like Inter is similar to Juve that they like to you know sit back and kind of hit you on the counter but it was kind of like those awful Juve displays that we sometimes complain about <laughs> in which they just do nothing and and Fiorentina was like all over them and, and they just got tired of missing chances uh just just all over the place uh including the worst PK I have ever seen in my entire life uh, with the game of the of the line on the line for Fiorentina, I tend to not say this because I think it's disrespectful. But I could have done the same thing. Like, it, like it's exactly what I would have done <laughs> in that situation. Just like a little nothing dribble to just not even anywhere. Like it was just infuriating. But that's the good news. Like the good news is that I don't think Inter is coming in the best form right now. They're obviously you know coming after the the Super Copa Final Four thingy in in Saudi Arabia. You know, that they just didn't look great. They looked like a tired team. And, and I think Juventus, if you're going to go to San Siro and play Inter Milan, it, it's going to be a tough game in any circumstance. But this is, I guess, as good a circumstance as you can get them. Because right now, they, they didn't look awesome, at least against Fiorentina. They, they didn't. With that being said, the bad news is that Inter Milan seems to have like the luck of the champion. Like, like they just do. Like every single break is going their way from questionable, iffy, VAR calls to just like other teams just completely falling on their face against them. Like it's, it's, you know, it reminded me again of like some Juve teams in the past and which is like things just kind of worked out for them every single time. And, and I think Inter Milan is kind of that team at this moment, like just things are working out for them regardless of form. So, so I think that, that that's the bad news. And I think the good news is that, that they're not, they don't look as good as they did when they first played this season. So if you want to have hopes, I think that that's where your hopes, you know, probably, probably are. And that Inter is not looking all that great right now. Jocks, your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mostly echo Sergio's thoughts. I, my main kind of thought right now going into this game is that I think this is the first game in a really long time that to me genuinely is a must win game. I think last season, I mean, last season we had games that's like, okay, we need to win this, but we weren't fighting for the title, really. I mean, you know, Napoli obviously ran away with it. We were fighting for, for for top four, but then we obviously got a point penalty, which just basically we all knew from then it was not going to be any top four, and then obviously all the the you know the legal punishments that we got. So we basically knew that that was not a fight anymore either. So last season, I mean, we weren't really fighting for anything. I, I mean, genuinely. So, you know, that's an entire season. And then the season before that, then obviously, you know, we were still, yeah, that we were, we were fighting indeed for top four places and had that, uh, 
had some dramatic, uh, or was it the season before? Well, we obviously had that one season where we had that dramatic last day uh, <laughs> victory against, or sorry, there were Hellas Verona beats. I think it was Napoli, if I remember correctly. And then we won our game. So, you know, again, I think it's been like a season plus that we've had a truly, truly, truly must win game. So, um, yeah, uncharted territory, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. But yeah, it's, it's you know, regardless, I, I agree with Sergio about, you know, Inter not being immortal or not seeming, you know, unbeatable. But I mean, the part of the equation that, you know, worries me is just playing away from home. I think if this was a home game, I would, I think... Given the occasion, okay, it's a must-win game. It's a home game. You know, I think we, I would have felt, you know, just like, yeah, we could do it. We could win. Now, I mean, I'm not like doom and gloom pessimistic, but, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, not super hopeful about it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the the table the way it is now. Obviously, Inter has uh, a one-point lead over Juventus, 54 points to 53. The, the thing that obviously Inter has going for them is that if they win, they not only have a four-point lead, but they've also got a game in hand because of the the aforementioned Supercopa involvement. So obviously that's the motivation for Inter. For Juventus, it's pretty clear. You get a win, you get back into first place, or if you get a draw, you at least keep things status quo and you keep Inter within striking distance, I guess you could, you could call it. But from a team news standpoint, as of now, it seems like Max Allegri is optimistic that Federico Chiesa and Adrian Rabio will be available to play against Inter in some aspect or in some form. We probably don't know for sure, seeing as Allegri has been kind of slow playing Chiesa back from injury in terms of how many minutes he plays. Uh, Rabio has been more so kind of plug him back into the starting lineup. And then unfortunately, he's gone right back out of the starting lineup with another injury the last month or so. But Inter gets a couple of their most important players back because they were suspended against Fiorentina. So that goes against Juventus because they're, you know, a well-rested Nicolo Barella is not exactly the most uh, enticing thing that you want to be facing. But I feel like, you know, this is probably as full strength of a Juventus as they can get right now, considering pretty much the only absentees, if Rabio and Chiesa are back in some kind of way will be the beloved Matteo De Chilio and the two suspended midfielders. So I don't know. I, I feel like obviously we would have loved to see Juventus get a win over Empoli and put all more pressure on Inter, but I don't know. I'm kind of like Chucks. So in, in one way, I'm cautiously optimistic, but another way it's like, oh God, kind of the doom and gloom can't help but creep into your mind a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things in which, you know, I think Juventus, I think the game of uh, the Saturday game really took the, you know, the win out of our sails because, you know, if that game hadn't happened or if it was just, you know, like a pedestrian win against Empoli, I think you'd, you'd be able to say like Juventus coming in much better form, just like, you know, finishing up the, the month of January looking arguably the best they have looked all season and you know with Inter not looking all that great coming up coming back from the Supercoppa Final Four you know it, it was as good a chance as you're gonna get but you know that that game kind of took the win out of our sails which I think it shouldn't like it really shouldn't like it was a one one in life once in a lifetime type, type of thing similar to the game against the Swallow in the first half which you know just burn the tape and, and, and bury it and don't think about that game anymore I, I think that they can 
you know, they have less injuries than they were last last time they faced each other in, you know, at the Allianz Stadium. I, I think they, I think they have a better shot that that we think just because better health situation, better injuries. I think better form taking away the Empoli match. I think better form plus the Ken and Gildis factor, right? Like that guy had you know was nowhere near uh, uh, you know an impactful squad player the first time this t- these two teams played, and now he's you know apparently like a an unbenchable type of player, like super important in the starting eleven. So I, I think that those factors give you a better shot. Obviously, like I said, it's always going to be super challenging going against Inter Milan in, in any stadium, but especially so at the San Siro. Uh, but I, I feel cautiously optimistic that that they can get a a positive result, which which at this point, I guess, positive result is what? At least a draw? I think you can't lose, right? Like, you cannot lose that game. Yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, a draw, I mean, obviously keeps things status quo. A loss to me is... Uh, I mean, I hate to be premature with uh, my analyses, but to me, a loss is basically the end of the title race. Uh, to me, you know, that would mean assuming, which I think you can somewhat fairly assume, that they win their game in hand against, I believe, Lecce. I'm not sure, but I believe it was Lecce um, away from home, I believe. Assuming that they win that, which, like you said, Sergio, they truly do have the luck of the referee. I mean, the luck of the <laughs> the world <laughs> in uh, their oh, favor. Oh, look at you trying to sneak in there something funny. Look at that. Hey, you know, I, you know, I, uh, I got some got some little pot shots well, I mean, hey, there. Hey, when, when Inter score a goal and it looks like Lautaro Martinez is... Uh, choke slamming Fabiano <laughs> Parisi right before he heads the ball into the into the net. You know, maybe it's a it's a little bit of luck. Hey, maybe he was looking for the lost kingdom like Aquaman was. Maybe <laughs> there I don't you know, man. Maybe he was just like, move, I gotta find it. He's, he's got Aquaman <laughs> on the brain, folks. Watch out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. The mighty Jason Momoa. But yeah, so they uh, you know they do truly what they don't have in terms of form, like you said, Sergio, like okay, maybe their their form isn't quite as hot as ours was or or maybe just the the waiter winning games isn't quite as you know convincing or as as again as hot as it has been for us uh barring the empoli game what they lack in that they do definitely uh, make up for in terms of just yeah having those 50 50 things just fall in their favor again the refereeing stuff and just the, the just those just those moments i mean football is a game of moments and having those moments seemingly indeed fall in your favor yeah i mean you know what can i say um, that's unfortunately uh in their favor but you know again i think if we lose this that's yeah basically t- end of the title race because then like i said assuming uh they win their game in hand it'll be seven points i believe uh yep. seven point lead um so then that's what i mean they have to lose let me see two games at least two games and then drop points in another game or lose three or you know whatever kind of permutation of that but basically have three pretty negative results assuming then that we also match their results along the way i think that's a pretty big ask just yeah, because that, that, that's basically a situation where you think juventus would pretty much have to win out the rest of the season to yeah, get back yeah, into yeah, it right yeah. exactly and which i think of juve's prior prior years of you know the glory days of the the, the nine consecutive uh, titles i would say you know that's not impossible the thing is this year i think um 
I would say it's extremely unlikely just because I think we are already overperforming. So, which, you know, is good. I mean, hey, I mean, we're in a title race, so I'm glad we're overperforming. But to assume that we're going to continue overperforming from now until the end of the season and then have Inter, you know, drop points or have significantly negative results in at least three games, I mean, that's a big, big, big ask. So, yeah, losing would be, you know, to me, kind of game over. A draw, ah, you know, you're still in it. It still keeps that hope there. It's unlikely, but still then, you know, possible. That's why I just said it's, it's to me, it's an absolute must-win game if we want to win a title. If, if you guys had to guess what the combined, what the number combined of uh, unbeaten games Juventus and Inter are currently on at after after Inter's win over Fiorentina, what would you put it at without looking? Because I can tell Chucks is kind of looking. Uh, no, I'm staring off into space, trying to again find a lost kingdom. Okay, that's the last Aquaman reference. I'm like, this is an enjoyable movie, honestly. It got negative reviews, but no, no, it was an enjoyable movie. But uh, no, I was shockingly, uh, we're, shockingly, we're not sponsored by Aquaman in this episode, right. which is nuts to me. Shout, we shout, should just you yeah. know, shout out, shout out Aquaman, shout out DC. That's right. uh, we're, we're very open to shilling for your brand, so you know, just hit us <laughs> up. I mean. I am very I, I I can be very easily persuaded to be That's honest. Right. I, I'll, I'll... That's right. Hey, I was persuaded when I saw the great latest Batman movie, the the Batman. I thought I enjoyed that a lot. But anyway, this is not a uh, movie review podcast. That's right. So <laughs> to your question, uh, combined, I think it would be. Uh, let me see. I think it would be probably about thirty-five. You're close, Sergio. Do you have a guess? Thirty-five was close. Close, yes. Yeah, because we're all like 18-ish or something. So then, I mean, I assume they're about the same. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like 32, I guess. I don't know. 35 sounds look great. At, look at that. League unbeaten runs. Juventus is currently at 17. Inter is currently at 15. So Sergio Romero, 32, oh. right on the money. Wow. Oh, let's go. That's yeah, I, I just thought it was crazy. But, but still, like, you, that's you crazy, win. Like. You win some Aquaman merch we have not acquired. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I'm looking at kind of the, the numbers from Juve and Inter's last six games, and as much as we say... Inter might not be on all that great of form performance. Goal scoring numbers are basically the same. Goals allowed numbers are basically the same or are the same. And the goal differential is basically the same. So Juventus and Inter in their last six games have both won 14 points. So, I mean, overall performances, as much as we said, Juventus up until the Empoli game have been playing really, really well. Inter, they just keep chugging along. And I mean, that's, I feel like that's the most impressive thing for them is that and you know we know how Simone and Zaghi manages where he's he's free to rotate no matter what I mean you looked at the Fiorentina game it's like as soon as one of his more important players picked up a yellow or a couple of them did out they came and in came a new guy and they just kept rolling along even though you know as we said maybe they had some help from VAR so I guess looking at the game itself what are kind of some things whether it's individual matchups or tactical things that we want to pinpoint knowing that you know Juventus and Inter are not only going to be playing the same formation but really kind of you know they they both want to kind of just let the other team knock the ball around and hit you on the counter more often than not uh to me it's I think the the wing backs uh the battle with the wing backs on both sides is that um, because one of them is Dutch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he started well. He started on the bench, probably to be rested. But I think he somewhat recently came back from injury. I think, yeah, I think a few weeks ago. But yes, um, yes, one of them is Dutch. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say the wing backs battle uh, on both sides for different reasons. So, so I'll take from our side first, and so on the left with Kostic. Obviously, he's had a you know challenging season. Um, he did set the bar pretty high last season, of course. So I think that's uh, part of it is perhaps a regression to the mean, but, you know, hasn't had fantastic season. I don't think he's been catastrophically bad. He's just, you know, struggled a little bit. So knowing that he's not in amazing form, you know, he's coming up against, uh, so then, you know, against Dumfries, Denzel Dumfries on the right side, on their right side and then our left side, you know, that'll just be an interesting battle just to see someone who well, is in form <laughs> versus someone who's, and, well, who's in form and who's in one of the better full ba- or wingbacks rather of the league against someone who's you know not in hundred percent great form? That will be interesting to see. And then on the other side, and I'm assuming here that Cambiasso will play, which I think is a fair enough assumption. So you know, assuming Cambiasso then starts on the right side, he'll be up against well his compatriot Federico uh, Di Marco, who again, I mean, two of the top wingbacks of the league, um, Di Marco. Anyway, I mean, he's just been consistently excellent and Cambiasso who started the season really well then kind of dropped off and now has just been in terms of his form has been one of the top fullback or wingback I keep saying fullbacks <laughs> wingbacks uh, of the league on his wrong side I guess which is even more impressive 
Although so I, I think I, I don't know if you watch the games on Paramount Plus like I do, Chucks, but uh the the joke of we're not sure which foot is Andrea Cambiaso's strongest foot is becoming more and more of a regular thing. Yeah, yeah. And that just shows, I mean, his quality to be, you know, a truly modern footballer to be two footed like that and even two sided. I mean, that's extremely impressive so you know i think he deserves a lot of credit for that and and deserves that credit for his resurgence uh into the team of you know of late or since really kind of i don't know a few weeks few, or a month or two into the season he really just took off from there so i think that battle will be interesting just because again it is i mean sort of technically his wrong side so we've seen with him tactically that either just by nature or by instruction from Allegri, he drifts inside a little bit from, so from the right side, he kind of drifts centrally a little more. And, you know, I've pointed this out previously, just him and McKenney switching, kind of, you know, flip-flopping between right wing back, right central midfield. Um, I think that kind of, you know, that space there and there's that whole switching positions will be very interesting. I mean, it could be a surprise kind of, uh, strategy but it could also leave you a little bit vulnerable against such an attacking fullback as DiMarco. Marco. Um you know if you leave that space a little bit unoccupied, yeah, I mean he'll have space to break into there um on the counter attack, which is especially important important because again Inter don't have to win this game. Um uh, so they probably will it's possible that they will sit back a little more and invite us to attack. So um I think that from a defensive and offensive uh perspective will be a uh, just interesting to see that kind of Cambiaso Di Marco, Cambiaso Di Marco, McKenny kind of pocket of space there. Yeah, 100%. I, I think Chuck just said something very interesting, which I think, as we've previously talked and as we, we saw in that first matchup between these two teams, neither of them are, are like super comfortable with the ball or really want to be the, you know, the, the team that, that proposes more of, of you know, of an offensive type of, of play. So, it's going to be really interesting if Inter just says like, "Hey, you need to beat us. Like you, you're chasing us. This, this is our home, or house." You know, it's going to be super interesting. If they just decide to sit, to do, "Hey, we're going to play our style of game. We're going to sit back. We're going to defend. We're going to wait for you to mess up," and and just to see if if Juventus takes that that bait. Which I guess at some point during the game, you know, it's not even going to have to be bait because. They're right. Like, I mean, Juventus does have to chase the game. Juventus does have to win this game if, if they want to put pressure on the Scudetto because at some point, you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, expect to, to be bailed out by other teams, especially Chocas, Fiorentina, who could have very easily drawn that game and didn't. Uh, you know, at some point, you just have to, to do it yourself. Like, you have to go and win that matchup. So it, it, it's going to be super interesting to, to see if, if Inter just decides, like, hey, we're going to play our game. You beat us, and and that be, unfortunately, that be playing straight into the into the hands of Inter because that's exactly how they love to play and how they've been, you know, so effective this this whole season. And that plays into another thing we've talked about, uh, not only this season but the last few years is just how can Juventus break down a team that's going to basically, like you just said, Sergio, essentially dare you to beat them. I think, you know, and, and this is also, I think, the the the, the Yildiz effect, right? Like we, ever since Ken and Yildiz started getting, you know, more significant minutes and be kind of like a starter for this team, they have looked significantly more comfortable in doing that and, and significantly better and more proficient offensively. Uh, I think this is, 
it's a lot to expect or to hope for a you know 18 year old kid uh to go into the sancito and be like the difference maker uh, but he's going to have to be the difference maker i think i think he is the you know he is the player that has that different skill set that different ability that we just didn't have the first time these two teams met so i i think if inter decides to go for that low block defensive approach i think Gildis is going to be as key as ever and if he comes out there and plays an awesome game and, and helps them win you know i think i think all of the hype is finally going to you know i think it's finally going to come to fruition and then you're going to be like yes this is the type of kid that that you can you know build around um obviously super super high task for him uh, but I, I think they're going to need him. They're going to need him as much as any other player in that field. So I guess we can we can go into kind of the the final stage of this this episode here. And and obviously Sergio just identified one player to look at. Who else are you guys looking at to uh, to potentially be kind of the under the spotlight, so to say, for Juventus? And if if they play well, Juve's got a pretty good chance of winning. Because they're in a, in a big game like this, you can go. It feels like you know five or six different kind of ways. I really think, like I mentioned in my previous answer, I really think Andrea Gambiasso slash McKenny, but I think I'll put it more on Gambiasso will be yeah very key here, just because of how how his improvement in form has been. I think very important in how um, we've been able to score just a lot of goals lately and I just be better offensively yeah like I said just his drifts inside and then kind of outside and just his semi-central midfielder but semi-full wing back performances it's just been so dynamic and just so yeah unpredictable and, and different that I think again and just just because he's up against DiMarco as well um, I think that will be yeah really interesting from a tactical standpoint and yeah, really important. So uh, I'll put my money on Cambiasso. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we already talked about GLDs and, and I do think he's going to be key. I think the skills he brings to the game, you know, the the, the way he, you know, he not only plays, if he plays well, obviously, you know, what he can do is great. But I think he makes other players better, which was something that, you know, with the previous configuration of Kies and Blahovic, I, I never really saw, uh, obviously because Kies is not really a second striker, and that's a whole other different argument and kind of worms, but we, we never, you know, they never really made each other better. And I think with Yildiz and, and Blahovic up top, they do, right? Like that connection just works so much better. So obviously to me, Yildiz is, is kind of like the, the key player here. But other than him, I, I'd say, you know, another guy that was missing in their first matchup in Manuel Locatelli. I think he's going to be another key player. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, grown and grown and grown into that position. And, you know, recently, you know, he's looked as good as, as you know, any other central midfielder, I think, out there. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him. I think the fact that he was missing uh, during that first matchup and, and we, we threw Hans there, who, you know, was okay i guess like he wasn't great but you know the the level or, or the you know the upgrade that you get with manuel locatelli playing that central midfielder role if rabio comes back which i think he, he will uh with mckinney that that's been the best midfield combination that juventus has had uh you know in a second so you know if they can if he can play and if he can be the difference maker that he has been the you know in, in recent in recent memory, I, I think he he holds as much of a key to the game as as Yildiz or as much of any other guy. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you could go with any three of the midfielders, really, and you won't be wrong because you look at, obviously, you know, Rabio coming in for somebody like Fabio Moretti. Moretti has struggled the last few games that Rabio's been out. Rabio, you know, as much as he is a very much an enigma, he brings something that Moretti doesn't. And I feel like that that is going to be, uh, you know, obviously a, a, a good thing to, to happen. McKenney, whether it's, you know, his energy, his his runs into the box, whatever, those will be helpful. But I, I was going to say Locatelli if you didn't, Sergio, because, you know, obviously he's he didn't exactly play all that great against Empoli, but before then he had really been playing very well. So hopefully kind of we get good Loka again rather than the, the one we saw that might have been a little sleepy on Empoli's goal. So with all that being said, that is it for this uh, preview episode. First one we've done in a couple weeks, but obviously with the big game coming uh, in a few days, we were uh, we we changed things back to how we'd done earlier this season. So uh, thank you all for listening. If you do want to follow us on social, feel free to do so at Juventus Nation on the Twitter machine. Follow the Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN, FansFirstSports.com for all the other podcasts around the network. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to give us a nice five-star rating and a review. So, for Chucks, for Sergio, for Sam, who is off doing dad duty, and for producer Couch, this is Dan saying thank you very much for listening, and hopefully we'll be in a good mood when we talk to you guys in a couple of days. <laughs>